0: Owners of a direct care practice are more likely to experience higher job satisfaction than the insurance-based practice, and it's no wonder why. Direct care is independent of insurance. Patients pay the doctor directly for their expertise. The doctor gets full autonomy in how they care for patients and how they get paid. We've chosen this path for the love of medicine. This is The Direct Care Way. By listening to this podcast, You may even start to believe that you too can have a successful direct care practice. Come listen with an open mind as I share my personal journey on how I pivoted from an insurance-based practice to direct care right in the middle of the pandemic and the valuable lessons along the way. This podcast may be the very thing you need to revitalize your medical practice. I'm your host, owner of a direct care podiatry practice, Dr. T. Nguyen. If you found yourself saying, I'm afraid to open my own practice, then this episode is for you. I know what that feels like. I was never the type of person who knew medicine was for me. It took me a long time to figure out what I was even going to do after high school or college. And it wasn't until my last year of college that I spoke with a counselor in podiatry. He was actually also a podiatrist too, but Advocating for the profession, and he gave me a lot of insight about the work life balance that, you know, sells us the dream and all those things. So, it was the last year of my undergrad that I decided to go into podiatry school. I knew I didn't want to go into medical school because I wanted a very specific pathway, and the choices were optometry, dentistry, or podiatry. And I said I wanted to get further away from the face and then podiatry just became my path. The more I got into it though, the more I loved it, the more I got to see how much of an impact podiatrists do for people, for the general public, to keep them on their feet, to keep them active, healthy, and avoid amputations. I just grew to love it each and every year that passes by. So I'm so, so grateful for that opportunity to see what life is like in medicine, and especially in podiatry but I know many of you who are listening are different types of doctors, different specialties, and even if you're a podiatrist, you probably have a different style of podiatry that you like to practice, and I welcome everyone onto this podcast. If you're a specialist, an MD, a DO, or a DPM, I'm so grateful that you're here learning about direct care and just hearing what I have to say about what it's like to have your practice as a direct care practice, at least what my experience has been like and then of course the people that I bring on to interview. So where I was going with this was that I wasn't always in the know about wanting to own my own practice. I opened my own practice because I didn't have any other choice or it felt like there wasn't another choice. The choices were actually very limited. When I came out here to California Santa Cruz in 2016, I took a job as an associate and thought that was my forever job. I felt like was a good fit there were other doctors i really like the group dynamic the fact that there were other people to lean on in private practice that was really wonderful for me it was either that or going to academic medicine and in santa cruz there really isn't that opportunity and i came out here because both my husband and myself got a job so we just kind of settled in and then shortly thereafter maybe a year and a half in i got pregnant and the cars just weren't working out for me anymore to be employed and that's when i decided i either have to create my own practice or i'd have to move in order to get a job the jobs for podiatry out here weren't as abundant as in different locations and so i had to make a choice i either needed to well, this is what I presented to my husband. I said, well, I guess I can just stay at home and not bring income. (laughs) And then that was a very challenging conversation. And then there were uh, not very many other options either. I had applied all over and it just, I think it was just meant to be for me to create my own practice. So I was kind of put in a hard place, didn't know what else to do and said, well, I guess if I want to continue to live here, which is beautiful town here in Santa Cruz. There's not a lot to complain about in regards to the weather, maybe just the cost of things, but as a Californian, I'm, I'm used to that. So I decided in 2018 that I would open my own practice, which was the same year I had my daughter. And the reason why I chose to open my own practice has everything to do with the time of my life. The stage that I was at, I was having my daughter and I didn't know if any employed situation would really accommodate my needs as a new mother and the needs of my daughter. She were to get sick and somebody needed to be available to pick her up and those types of duties. It was just me and my husband here in Santa Cruz. I don't have family in California. I don't have anyone I can rely on. And so a lot of the responsibility of motherhood fell on me. And that was really challenging because we are two working professionals who spent a lot of time to become the specialists that we are my husband's a general surgeon and i became a podiatrist and i didn't know what life was really going to look like for me so i just said well whatever it is that i need to do i will figure it out and so came my private practice in 2018. my daughter was born in june i opened in july and it's going to be five years this July or August. You know, I started to hire in July and then opened the doors in August. So this is kind of a celebratory episode in that regard. And I do encounter a lot of other doctors who are in hard situations too, where they think that employment is the only way, the only safe way to go because they have medical debt, they have educational debt. You know, they have life responsibilities that are very real once we complete our education. And I get that. But I want to kind of give light into this possibility of you owning your own practice if you are somebody who really likes to have control of your schedule, you really like autonomy in the way that you practice medicine, and maybe you have some life circumstances that you need to be around for, and you just need freedom in your schedule to do that. Some folks are taking care of a family member, an older couple, or a special needs child, And so you need a lot of not just self support, but you just need the schedule to make that work out for you without having to compromise your employed situation. And so I find that direct care offers you exactly that. Whether you decide to open your practice as a direct care practice or insurance based practice, there is still going to be a growth phase. still going to have to build your reputation and your services and your offer and your niche and all of those things before you get steady and in general medical practices get steady on an average of one to three years and that can vary depending on how aggressive you are in marketing in networking and just planning for your practice now some of us might have to put our life on pause for life reasons. And so that time frame can look a little bit longer. And for others, I've known doctors who were able to open their practice and have a full schedule because they were building a wait list. They were already in demand. They were pre-preparing before their open date. And so you can see a whole spectrum of things that could happen. But the only way for you to make that happen is to plan for it so if you intend on being completely full on your first day of opening then you would have to have a plan six months prior to that creating a wait list creating a really great offer making sure that your reputation online and in person is solid in order to create that demand so that's the planning process before you even open your doors and then for the rest of us who for me i came in the game a little too late where I opened my practice without a real plan other than just existing, just opening up shop and telling a couple people here and there that I was available to see patients. My first day was not full. I saw one or two patients I can't remember, but I was so grateful and so excited that those patients even walked in and saw me. And then when I started to transition out of the insurance practice and went direct care, I had to do it all over again, but this time I had a stepping stone. I had experience with taking care of patients, with getting my name out there. I just had to multiply that a hundredfold in order to make this work a little bit faster. So, with that experience under my belt, it wasn't exactly starting over from scratch. I was starting over with a template that I just had to refine. And I'm sharing all of this just to say that for the doctor who needs flexibility in your schedule, you want to control your schedule, you want to control who you see, what you treat, and the modalities you want to bring in, and you just want a life that is not crazy 80-hour work weeks with 30 patients a day, five days a week, direct care offers you that. Nowadays, what my practice looks like is I'm working Monday through Thursday physically in the clinic, or I'm doing virtual visits online, but that is my schedule, it's nine to two. With my daughter going to school, pickup times are really weird, all of that, I had to cut back my time a lot. So I'm actually in the clinic a lot less than I used to be before she started kindergarten. And this is the design. This has always been the design for me, for me to just be able to change up my schedule as I need to fit my current lifestyle or life situation. And it's easy. I'm seeing... patients a day, eight patients a day. If I'm doing a surgery that's just one patient a day that takes me less than an hour and then I'm done for the day. When I do big surgeries I have to prep for it mentally and then I have to decompress from that as well so I'm somebody who can't really just go 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 without it affecting my personality and my mental state and so I found that this pace works best for me. If I can do a couple of surgeries in the office or at the surgery center I'm basically done for the day and if I have patients, I schedule it in a way that is easy. I'm not seeing people in three different rooms back to back with a bunch of staff members helping with the turnover. I'm actually seeing patients one person at a time, which can be 30 minutes, it could be 60 minutes. I turn over my own room, so I wipe everything down, I sanitize, I clean, I prep for the next patient, but I account for all of that time in that visit. So it feels a lot more relaxed and on top of that, I get paid exactly what I want to get paid in order for my overhead to work out, in order for my profit margins to work out, in order for me to pay myself. This is like the most low-key practice I never imagined. I've never seen another doctor throughout my training have this kind of a practice, at least not in podiatry. You know, we were so focused on surgical training and getting a job that we've totally overlooked this opportunity. It's like almost a goldmine of an opportunity to have a balanced life that isn't crazy busy. Some people think crazy busy is good. For me, I lived through it, I saw who I was, and I saw the incomplete care that I was providing, and that just wasn't for me. It was really unfulfilling, and it felt like I just got stuck that that was all there was to medicine you know i got to the end destination of practicing medicine and i was frankly just deeply disappointed deeply disappointed with how medical care was delivered through insurance or through a system but also in the way of how i was treated as an employee just a cog in the wheel making somebody else a lot of money and i didn't have control in my schedule or the services i was providing and that just felt like That wasn't what I really signed up for when I think back of when I applied into podiatry school. So if you are the doctor who's saying, I don't think I can do this, or you're afraid of starting something new, I just wanna share with you that that's totally normal. Doing something that you've never done before feels really scary. And that's why I have this coaching program. I want to be here to support entrepreneurs like yourself even if you're just kind of thinking it might be possible, then it is possible. You just planted the seed that it could happen. The fact that you're here on the podcast is showing you the way that it can happen for you. So there is an inkling of a possibility of you having your own practice simply by listening to my experiences in this podcast. It's possible. Now the next step is how are you going to make that possible? Are you going to let your fears hold you back? Or do you push through? Do you say, yeah, it's scary, but I'm going to do it anyway? You have a choice. You can retreat, get another employed position. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Or you can put your future in your own hands and decide that I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this work out. So my phone is ringing. I'm in the office recording this in between patients. That's all I really want to share with you on this episode. I will share more next week. Take care for now. If you're hesitating, come find your tribe. It's in the coaching program. The links are down below. So glad you're here. Take care. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe so more people like you can have access to another way of practicing medicine, the direct care way. Let's connect, find my info in the show notes, and send me your questions. It might be the topic for future episodes. And lastly, if you remember nothing else, remember this. Be the energy you want to attract. See you next time.